and messages. If you know someone going through divorce, I mean, I, I, I think the best way to do it is, is to maybe listen to what I said or put yourself in that situation. And if you have kids, imagine packing up your little kids' clothing and, and, and packing up a suitcase for them to go with your ex-husband or your ex-wife and her boyfriend or whatever. You know, and like, you really have to, t- like some of these stories I've shared with you, you ha- imagine that and then have compassion. Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to the Undue Anxiety Podcast, where through the sharing of stories and ideas, we feel um, hopefully less alone, and we undo some of that undue anxiety that we um, all suffer in some way unnecessarily. Um, I'm Dr. John Duffy. I'll be your host, and I so appreciate you protecting some time for myself and my guests. And today, I have the privilege privilege of sitting across from um, Jen, who has a... um, a story to tell that that I think most of us are going to be able to relate to either directly or indirectly, um, and uh, a couple of powerful messages that she really wants to get across. Jen, welcome, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so where do we start? Where does the story begin for you? Well, this particular story, um, and it's interesting, when you asked me um, if I would be willing to do a podcast, I thought you were specifically asking about this story, which I'll, which I'll tell, Yeah. Um, which began um, in 1999. Okay. Um, I was a married mother of three very young boys, 12 months old, uh, two-ish and about almost four years old. Okay. That's a lot of that's a lot, a lot of juice. That's a lot of juice. It's a lot of juice when when you're married and yeah. you've got three kids. That right. Age. So, um, yeah. So uh, it was uh, it was Octoberish of that year, and I was actually downtown with my girlfriends for a girls' night out, and my husband called me and um, he said to me, "I don't want to be married anymore," and I'm, wow. and I'm going to be moving out. Um. So yeah, that was a, a little bit of a gut punch. And, and, and at the risk of being wildly unfair, what was that like? What was that moment like? Was this was this something you kind of expected? No, oh, no, no, no. I mean, when I when I say I didn't see it coming for one second, it was a complete blindside, blindsided rug pulled out from underneath wow. me. Like it was. I actually didn't. It took a while, and after I went back home and tried to talk it through, like it, it didn't even. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know, I mean, of course, I, it was, what are you talking about? No, I'm not. Just don't want to be married anymore, and I'm going to be moving out. And in a phone went, call, in a phone call, went back yeah. up to the hotel room and fell on the bed, bawling hysteria with my girlfriend, saying, "What? Oh my God! You know what happened? That someone had died or something." And told him that my husband just told me I'm not married anymore. So wow. That, um, and um, and I'm just picturing like those three little guys. You know, like there's so much meaning woven into yeah. <laughs> that phone call, right? Yeah. That there's repercussions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in that moment, you know, your life is. Shattered. I mean, the, it's funny because when I thought of words that describe that time in my life, yeah. it was shattered. I mean, it, my life shattered in that moment, you know. And you're not exaggerating remotely, right? Like we were talking before we started, yeah. right, about how some of us are like, you know, oh, the Joneses are getting divorced. Yeah. That's such a shame, yes. you said, right? Yes. You so know, that, like- was, that, was, that was part of my, well, one of my two, two or three main messages is, um, yeah, shattered. I mean, shattered, destroyed raw i mean go on and on and on yeah um and you know i'll tell you a little bit more about my story and, and why it was so awful and what's so awful about it Please. but um prior to me getting divorced when i heard about someone getting divorced i go oh that's too bad yeah you know 
That happens. Yeah. Statistics, huh? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, the Horwitzes are getting divorced. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Ah, darn. You I always know? like them. They're a nice couple. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. So anyway, and, and that was my response yeah. prior to going through this. Yeah. And, and my message is... <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! It's not a shame. It's um, I have to watch. I don't want to swear. It's you can um, swear. It's uh, it's 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 beyond hell at the time. It's mm-hmm. it's a living hell. And yeah. and I mean everyone. And I'm speaking for for my situation. And and I've I've actually heard it many times. I know there's different divorce situations. I guess there are the amicable ones and so forth. But um, for me, it was it was a living nightmare hell beyond anything I had ever, ever experienced my whole entire life. It so, feels a little incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. Like, your whole world is it's, it's suddenly, suddenly different than you thought. I'm going to go back to that shattered word. You know, like, you know, every hope dream you had of, you know, living, living happily ever after and raising this family and... um you know, then it's all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're I'm going to be divorced. Like I'm divorced. What do you mean? You know, I was born and raised Catholic. I'm, what do you mean divorced? You know, divorced and right. It just doesn't happen. No way. Mom. And, you know, you immediately start thinking like, well, I, yeah, I had, I hadn't been working at that point for a couple of years. I'd stayed home. You know, I'd stopped working. Actually, I worked through my third, but after my third, it became too much. But, you know, you start to think about how you're going to support yourself. And, you know, my line was, I, I just, I remember thinking I'll never, ever, ever be happy again. And I believed it to the core of my being that I will never, it's impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Uh I'm divorced. I'm a single mother. You know, I used to remember thinking, who in the God's name, what man would take this on? You know, who would be interested in in that? Oh, yeah. I met this woman with a 12-month-old, 2-year-old, and 4-year-old. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that was whatever, really, truly, at least of my concerns. But, um no, it sounds like those labels and oh, you know, were, were big God. and and shattered, shattered is 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 a powerful word, yeah. right? Shattered, yeah. to a million pieces. I, Identity, I, like who I, you oh, are, everything, and, who I am. I mean, I literally felt like I had this big red emblazoned D on my forehead that just like a headlight as I walked around that just was like divorced, like yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was divorced. It's such an ugly, awful word, and and you know something that I you know probably looked down, I suppose, a little upon if I heard someone was divorced. Oh, one of those. Ooh, right, right, right. Ooh, she, ooh, she's a divorcee. Yeah. Oh, you know, what a shame. God. <laughs> wow. So, that, right, that scarlet letter. Scarlet letter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly felt like it was on my forehead. Uh-huh. I felt like I walked around everywhere I went. There was a big, big D on you my know, head. I, uh, you, know, you know my wife, Julie. We've yeah. been married for a long time. And, and I, I think about, like, you know, this presumption we make that, well, we're building a life together. Yeah. We'll always be together. Yeah. You know, like and to have to suddenly have that presumption broken. Oh, you know God. that the, the relationship with him that you, yeah. you, know, yeah. you had to consider your own sense of self, your yeah. your um, relationship to your boys. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know. Um, you know. So going back to it's a shame. There, yeah. There's actually statistics you could look up, Doctor John Duffy. <laughs> uh, statistically, it's rated higher on the stress scale than death. Why do you think that is? I well, mean, that, I'll tell right. you why it is. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. why it is. And and again, I go back to it's like people, you know, when, when when somebody dies, everyone just embraces and throws their arms around and brings them meals and what can I do for you and all this kind of stuff. And then someone goes through divorce and it's, oh, what a shame. And actually then they kind of stop hanging out with that person because it's weird and it's uncomfortable and she's single and we're a couple and, oh, I liked him better and so forth. Oof. But yeah, 
But right. here, here's the deal. It, it is a death. I, I mean, my, I, my husband died. I mean, it, when it relates to me. Right. Okay. I, I was married and I had this husband. And guess what? He is no longer part of my life. So in all intents and purposes, my husband has died. Right? Okay. Yeah. But not only has my husband died, I now still have to deal with all this emotional fallout like of still dealing with him and having to you know, give my kids to him every other weekend. And, and, and not only that, but within a very short amount of time, giving my kids to him and another woman oh my to, God. um, have to parent my children. You know, I mean, it was, um, probably one of the most horrific moments I can remember was I think Matthew, my youngest was 18 months old. And the my ex husband and his girlfriend were going up to Wisconsin for a weekend, and you know that was, there, there was the rules are they get them every other weekend, and it doesn't matter if you have a girlfriend or whatever. And the rules um, always seem particularly cruel, don't they? Uh, the how hard and fast, oh and, yeah, cold. Um, and I was packing up their clothes for the weekend, and I'm I'm folding, you know, I don't know, eighteen month or twenty four month little tiny outfits into my son's suitcase, and I'm bawling, and I'm saying out loud like this is just. This just should not be allowed. This shouldn't be right. This is not okay. And and, and not only am I packing up my eighteen month old, you know, he was whatever he was, yeah, eighteen month old, you know. Yeah. But I'm I'm sending them away for the weekend. Not only not only to be with my ex husband who who no longer want to be married to me, and that there's all the emotions that go with that. But now with his girlfriend who is is going to be mom to my children oh. for a weekend while I sit home in my suburban home where everyone's married in in Mayberry here of Lagrange, right. and. I, I have no friends to do anything with, and my and I sit there at home, sobbing over the fact that my my little children are with my ex husband and his girlfriend, and she's their mom for the weekend. Oh my god, Jen, that's un- it's almost un- unthinkable. And you know, I got I could get to you. I talk about it again because yeah, it, it's you're so to me. it's um it's it's you can't even. It's one of those like like any bad thing that happens or good thing for that matter. Until you experience it, you can't you can't even relate. I mean. When I say I'd rather have my wrist slit than have a, another woman like parent take my child from me, uh, my baby. You're not, you're not kidding. <laughs> it's even like remotely. take my th- heart and rip it out of my body. I mean, it was. Whew, I'll tell you, that's it's like emotional trauma. That that that, part it, of it. that image of folding the tiny clothes, tiny clothes, you know, like like the vulnerability mm. of the you know your 18 month old mm-hmm. and knowing like. I don't know her, but yeah. she's going to be. She's going to be his mom. She's, she's going to be for mom while. for. I mean, for whatever. Two days I mean, they here. weren't married, but you know, right, right. But, but, uh, play mom or right. not, I mean, whatever. I mean, uh, for all intents and purposes, for those few for those yeah, waking the, hours, the two yeah. of them will be parenting Ugh. my children. You yeah. know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's and then um, you're there and you're alone. Yeah. 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 And, and probably that's all you can think about yeah. is like, what, uh, yeah. How try, are they? Try to put on the happy face then. Uh, right. Yeah. That old like, you know, you know, and I'm a big believer in choice. There's, you know, chocolate vanilla choose, choose happiness. With, as anyone that's gone through some degree of traumatic something, there's, it's not that simple. In moments like that to say, I'm going to choose to be happy. You know, I, I um, uh, read an article um, recently um, advising um, newly divorced parents to embrace that time that you have alone and, you know, get a glass of wine with friends and, you know, kind of like this yeah. lighthearted little yeah. bits of advice, yeah. kind of ignoring the reality, the reality uh, of, of the, the horror that you're it's describing, horror. Thank right? Thank you for that word. It was horror. Yeah. Now, I mean, well, the story will go on. And there, yeah. I got to a place where I learned to really like my Friday nights. My girlfriends knew it was my, it was red wine sushi night for me and I would get a movie <laughs> and I, I literally learned to love it. Like, and then when, it, when, when actually when I got remarried, I was like, 
I kind of miss that alone time. You know, so <laughs> they, there, there comes a time where, it, you know, of course, you, you, time heals and so yeah, forth. Life and, normalizes, and is, right? But, but to your point, um, there is a time where there, that's, it, it's a lot easier said than done to yeah. say, you know, choose happiness or you know, be happy and yeah. do something fun. Yeah, embrace the time, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like, yeah, freedom. Yeah, yeah. well, so, <laughs> um, you know, and just weekends in general, um, you know, I was telling you just before that it's the, I, I, it took me a very long time for it to flip back to where I look forward to weekends because most of the world looks forward to the weekends. Yeah, right. We live for them. <clears throat> I dreaded the weekends. I dreaded the weekends because our re- our arrangement was every other weekend the boys went there. So, you know, so either, what was the either or like? So either you are mom. Either I am a mother to three little tiny rambunctious boys with nobody to do anything with because everyone's with their families. And especially at that phase of life, um, you just did stuff with your, your kids. It was your, right. you and your wife and your kids. Like you, you, weekend time was family time, right? So it was me and these three little boys all by myself. And you're the entertainer. You've got to. Yeah. 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 So or. I was all by myself, and my three kids were with my ex and his girlfriend. I get why you dreaded weekends. Yeah, yeah. dreaded them. Dreaded wow. them. I couldn't wait for Monday for normalcy to – because then when the weekdays came along, you know, the kids were in preschool, and then I, I would see my girlfriends at preschool drop off, and maybe someone's get a cup of coffee, and there would be some sort of interaction, social or whatever. But weekends, like I said, either I was either all by myself – or I was all by myself with three little kids. And you're right. At that, around that age, when we have little kids, we do tend to kind of like hunker down with our families yeah. over the weekends, yeah. right? And so yeah. we forget about the people who are divorced, who are, who are, divorced are alone. by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, you, you alluded to this before we we started taping. Um, what your kids are going through too. You know what I mean? Like there's this. You know, there's so many facets oh, to this, God. right? You know, but like. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think I was more worried for them than I was for me, and then I was terrified for me. Yeah. Um, you know, because you just hear stories. You know, like these kids are going to be in this s- split household. Right. Right. I mean, they were so little. You know, and they're you know going to be schlepped back and forth, and one weekend here, on one weekend there, and then you hear all these stories of you know you hear horror stories and sure. Um, you know of the. Well, uh, well, you know, stories <laughs> that when they're there, you know, a fun dad and they're not going to be, you know, disciplined and, you know, they're not, I just. Oh, that actually is a really common story. Yeah. Now that you said, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of families I work yeah. with and, and oftentimes it's dad who gets yeah. like the, I get the Wednesday nights yeah. and every other weekend and yeah, yeah we're going to go to, we're going to Dave and Buster's. Right. And we're gonna, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I mean, I just, um, you know, I came from a, like I said, a Catholic family and five kids in, in middle suburbia, you know, mom and dad, my parents are still married and all that. And, um, I was just so, and I had such, I had, a, you know, it's just a solid upbringing and childhood. And yeah. I just thought my kids aren't going to have that, you know, Oh wow, they're not going to have that. They're going to be, they're going to be a, a, a children of divorce. So that was what you know, my vision for my children was children of divorce. To hear you use some of these phrases, they feel so heavy and stigmatic, oh, you know, like, <laughs> like super stigmatic. Yeah. Like, my kid is a child of a divorce, child of right? Divorce. He, to n- no doing of his own, right? Yeah. He, yeah he's, yeah. he's, he are already at, at 18, at yeah. a year old yeah. carries this label. Yeah. 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 And I remember, um, I was digging through some divorce stuff <clears throat> before today and, you know, I came across this folder and, I, I, and I've got lots of advice too, but you know, my kids went through, um, 
some you know helper programs. This particularly at Christ Church of Divorce, they I forget the name of it, but anyway, I was looking through the stuff that the kids filled out and about sadness and anger, and to watch my four-year-old's handwriting about how sad he was, you know, with his S backwards. And <laughs> right, right. Sad, you know, and, um, you know. Oh, my God, he, Jen. How, how, you, what is that like? You know, I have a 21-year-old. If yeah. he tells me he's sad, sad. about something, yeah. like, you know, I, I fall yeah. apart, you know, your yeah. four-year-old. And he's sad. He's because sad. Because his parents are divorced. Yeah. You know. That's a temporary thing. Yeah. I mean, a permanent thing. Yeah. This is This is not going to change. Yeah. And he's sad, you know. And, and I was looking at his little handwriting. I was like, oh, I mean, just, it's, it's rip your heart out stuff. Yeah. Rip your heart out stuff. You know, it seems so consumptive. Like when I think about l- just listening to your story, I c- it feels like drowning or something. I was drowning. That's a yeah. good word too. I felt like I was drowning. Yeah, in negative yeah. emotion, in, right? In I mean, negative yeah. emotion. I mean, I cried. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. I and I'm not a crier. We talked just before this. We did. I'm not a crier. I cried. I mean, I cried every day for a year. Wow. I mean, sobbing in my bed. You know, my pillow. Never. My kids never saw me. Never saw me cry. But I cried. I mean, hysterious, like just gut wrenching, sobbing, because it was just my life was over as I knew it. Yeah, it feels like grief in so many ways, right? Because yeah. yeah, you're grieving, a, you're grieving everything, everything, everything you ever dreamed and hoped and believed. And yeah. I was young; I was like thirty-one. Right. That was the other thing for me personally. I was really young for yep. divorce. Divorce yep. tends to be that life crisisy kind of midlife thing, midlife whatever. Yeah. Um, I was young, you know, so I didn't have any, um, at the time I did find one, one, uh, one friend that ended up being my, my lifesaver of that. But, you know, for a while there was no, there was nobody else. Yeah. Potentially there wouldn't be, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a really young age to go through. Divorce. It is. So, um, yeah. So. Yeah. No. So I, I can, I can sense how brutal this all was, um, in, in so many so different many. ways. I, I brought a couple of notes, like things, yeah. like, and even like, I mean, holidays. I, I mean, Chris, I spent, I, I'm remarried now, but I, I spent, I don't know how many holidays when I was single, but I mean, near uh, Christmas Eve, you know, it's like Christmas Eve all by yourself. I mean, when I say all Jen sitting in her family room by herself on Christmas Eve while her kids are over there. And I, I, I followed my husband to Chicago. I'm not from Chicago, so I have no family here, none. Not a, and I'm one of five, but um, I so moved you here. literally spent Christmas Eve's by myself, by myself, <sighs> all by myself. I have I have no family here. Like I said, I I came to Chicago because this is where my husband ex husband's from, um, and they they were my family. Yeah, I had a big nice family, and you know that's unfortunate. All right, you lose his family oh, too. I lost all of his, and right. I had some really close relationships and. Um, so that, so that, can, and that ended as abruptly as the marriage did. As soon yeah. as that had, there was no, that my family was, I lost my family too. So. And you know, it almost feels cruel to have to carry the memories of Christmases where you were with them all, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah. It's a real loss. Um, yeah. So, those are, and there, you know what? And, and, and. The, the, this this is going to be a message about hope by the end. I promise you that. But I will tell you. <laughs> yes, the story um, turns. Yes, the story turns. But and I hate to say this, but it, and I think it's with any with just hard things in life. You know, I didn't have them this past Thanksgiving, and it still sucked. And they are twenty one. 19 and 18. So it doesn't it doesn't get that much better. No, no it gets a lot better. Okay. Oh god, okay. the people out there, it gets a lot better. Oh my god, a million times better. But 
I still, we just had Thanksgiving couple and I didn't have my boys. Hey, and yeah. Thanksgiving was all about family. And yeah. you know, you, you make do and you manage. Right. And you adapt. And you adapt. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it gets way better. But, um, you know, uh, you know, if I had to give Thanksgiving a grade, this past one, it's a, you know, C or a D. Uh-huh. Yeah, it know? sounds like it. It was without my kids. It was without my family, you know? I mean, without my boys. Yeah. So it's, that's, that's, that I... Again, going back to this message, it's this divorce thing. It's not like someone's dating and they break up. It's this lifelong, yeah. it's a lifelong tragedy it, that gets better and better and better. I mean, believe me, like I, by the end, hopefully people are saying, <laughs> I'm very happy now, but it's still, I still didn't have my boys for Thanksgiving a do, couple months ago. Do you think you parented in a different way? Like, I'm just wondering, like, if, if you're more present and attentive when you have your kids than somebody who kind of just oh. takes for granted the idea that they're going to be there when I get God, home. Yeah, or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I'd have them and then I didn't. And then right. I'd have them and then I didn't. Yeah. You know? So you really, really treasured that yeah. time together. You know, and and again, a story of, it's a good story. My boys are awesome. And, and, and this I can this, verify. This, this is not just a mom <laughs> bragging. I know these boys, they are awesome. They are awesome. And, you know, this is a story of good things come out of bad situations. And, um, yeah, so I know there. I know for a fact that a lot of good things from this divorce benefited them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Before we before we get before we turn the corner, yeah, there's a, there's a message I think that you kind of clearly want to give to people yeah. about people who are divorcing. Yeah. So let's let's be clear God, about what you be, want to my, say, my, right? God, <laughs> my message is: if you know someone going through divorce, I mean. I, I think the best way to do it is is to maybe listen to what I said or put yourself in that situation. And if you have kids, imagine packing up your little kids' clothing and, and, and packing up a suitcase for them to go with your ex-husband or your ex-wife and her boyfriend or whatever. You know, and like you really have to, t- like some of these stories I've shared with you, you ha- imagine that and then have compassion. And compassion as if. Their husband or their wife died. It's that traumatic. It's that awful. And I think, again, most people just don't be, I don't think, I think this conversation, I'm opening your eyes that you, you don't think, know what I went through. You, you absolutely are. Yeah. And it makes me rethink, honestly, yeah. you know, I've been working, I've been doing my job for 20 years. I've yeah. worked with, you know, divorcing people yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. And, um, and it's, um, Easy to be cavalier about it yeah. in a weird way, you know, because yeah. it's um, th- there's something about it, it happens a lot. Yeah, and, it happens um, a lot. And so and that 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 you know that idea of you know like oh this is a shame, but it doesn't feel like it's going to work out, yeah. guys. You know, like yeah. um, you know, it seems like somebody's got the foot a foot out the door yeah. without really attending to all of the 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 emotional nuance oh, affiliated with God. it. Um, no, it, you've definitely opened my eyes. I looked, I'm just looking down at one more one more note. Um, yeah, please. You know, um, that I just, just a couple things. So again, another situation with my kids. I pull, I came to a, a soccer game. You know, I don't know, a couple months. I don't know when it was. Maybe within a year of getting divorced, and it was my ex husband's time with the kids, and and his his girlfriend was there, and I walked up, and they were all taking a picture or something and all three of my boys were on their lap. So it was like, I felt like I was in a dream. I literally felt like I was in a dream. Like I walk up and they're all one big happy family. <laughs> and then the game starts and, um, my ex-husband, maybe they were, no, I guess maybe they were married at this time. Maybe they married by this point. So maybe it was a couple years later. So I don't remember the ages of my boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they were married a couple years later. And, um, some gentleman said to, to the, the kid's stepmom, my ex-husband's wife, 
oh, do you have a soccer player here? And she pointed to the goalie and said, yep, that's my middle. And then she pointed over to where my oldest was. She goes, and that's my oldest. And then she pointed to the youngest. She goes, and this is my youngest guy. And I'm a foot away from her. <laughs> and just like listening to somebody else claim my children is there. I mean, I'm just trying to drive home for people listening. Like, if, imagine that, like somebody else saying, that's my child, and that's my child, and that's my child. And it's like... Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. I, it's, I, 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 as I, I a don't mother, know how you were able to, to make it through yeah. that moment with any grace whatsoever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just such... Such a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It yeah. was an. It's a. It isn't. It, that's, it's a vivid that, that's story. the message. It's. It's. Um. It's nightmarish. It's. A, it's a. It's nightmarish. Yeah. It really is. To have somebody it's, else claim your children. That is. Um. It, 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 if you didn't tell the story, I would think like, ah, you're making that up. Yeah. That, you know, right. It, but yeah. I bet that happens all. Well, yeah. The time, and okay. Right? So they were married. I guess at the time. And so they are her stepchildren. But but again, it's a, for, as the mother sitting there listening to someone saying, "That's mine," and that's mine. Yeah, just claiming. That, yeah. yeah, right, um, right. So you know, I, I, I'm sure if I started writing down all of the things of the years, I'd have 50 pages of, of nightmare kind of stories yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, and that you know? that one's indelible. I yeah. mean, that's uh, you know that that kind of Christmas card, yeah. you know, snapshot yeah. of them all together yeah. and her claiming them. Yeah, and I mean, I could go, I could go on and on. Like, remember, like one of my my son's friends came to the front door once, and I said, "Come on," he goes, "No, my dad told me I'm not allowed to go in this house." Wow. <laughs> You know, and the only thing I can think is, because she's a divorced woman, right, you know, right. bad stuff's happening over there. The you know, Scarlet like, Letter, like, right? I, mean, I could just go on and on. Like these kinds of stories are just like, oh my god. And I mean, and then even like, um, you know, my happy story goes. I, I got remarried, but even like to, to this day, um, my, the kids of my my friends friends of my kids never call me, never address me by name ever, because. They know they're not supposed to say Mrs. Linden, but then they don't know my married name is Mrs. Conroy, so they just don't call me anything. So wow, yeah, ever, ever, none of my kids' friends ever. I mean, a couple of the really close ones that the, the moms are like, it's Mrs. Conroy, say Mrs. Conroy. <laughs> like, but I would say ninety percent of the kids just don't say and don't say my name. Period. What? An, oh, uh, how strange for you? Yeah, it's right? strange. Yeah. yeah, and and it's weird that it's weird for kids. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, and like, I don't blame them. And right? I, no, I don't. Yeah. You know. right, right. I always like I, you know, whatever they'll say, Mrs. No, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't. I'm like, don't worry. I answer to either. Oh, and that's another. That's another thing. Like, okay, my kids are are Lindens. Yet my ex husband remarried. Now she's Mrs. Linden. I was going to ask she's you about Mrs. that. Linden, and yeah. I'm no longer Mrs. Linden. Right. You know, and then I remarried and changed my name, and that was a really hard thing to do. Like to not have the same name as your kids. Yeah, it's a really, really tough decision. To I can make. imagine. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, was that was that Very organic hard. or is that no. just a real? No, yeah. it's a really, really tough one. I can imagine because you want to have the same name as your kids because that identifies you as, as family. Yes, right. Yes, and now someone else is has that same name. Yeah. That you, and I no longer do. Yeah, you know? and that and again, that's just that's another. Again, I could if I if I sat down and wrote down all the like hard things, all the all the fallouts of divorce. Um, well, that's speak, a tough one. It all speaks to your to your broader point, like you know that um, have compassion for somebody who's going through it because yeah. it it isn't simple, it isn't linear, it's yeah. it's multi dimensional. There's facet, nightmarish facets yeah. that you can't even yeah. imagine, right? Because well, you don't picture the yeah. soccer game. Yeah. 
People don't even know sometimes my kids are my kids because our names are different too. You know, like, oh, I never know that was your son. Right, yeah. right. Oh, that, that yeah. Linden kid's a fast swimmer. You should, <laughs> I'll introduce you yeah, to him. Yeah. Good... <laughs> yeah, that's right, right, right. That's also, I mean, the word weird comes to mind, but doesn't do any of it justice. No. I mean, because it's beyond weird, yeah, right? Yeah, it was weird. I mean, there was serious weirdness yeah. too, but awful, for yeah. me, awful weirdness, yep. you know? Yep. So. And so, so. Take a beat. Don't avoid these people who are no, going through this. No. Reach out to them. I mean, as be if, there for I mean, them. honest to God, imagine that, that, that their husband or their wife just died. And that's, you should have the same amount of compassion as if. And, and to be clear, yeah. you are not exaggerating here. I mean, I really want to be clear. Like we're talking, Holy this hell. is like a it's, death. It's a death. And, it's and in some ways it's more complicated. It's, yeah. Because yeah. it is a death and then you have all these other awful things that you still continue to have to deal with for forever. I mean, I, there's nothing awful anymore, but right, it, right, right. for a while there was many. Yeah. It was awful. When you describe awful. like that year of crying, it feels like grief. And it, oh, and, it was awful. And it actually feels like 10 deaths in a weird, it, in a weird yeah. because it feels like the death of a marriage oh, and the death, death of a man of, or the you, death of the... Yeah, uh, death of the family, right. death of your dreams, death yes. of, yep, death of, you know, your children's perfect life, death of, you know... What your maybe what your family yeah. of origin thinks of you, yeah. right? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, death of friendships. I mean, there's mm. so many deaths. You have no death of my my ex family, whatever my ex, right. whatever my ex's family. That that was a death. I mean, major, major. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you were very connected. Very though. connected. Yeah, yeah, awful. Yeah. And 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 uh, it's not lost to me. Uh, I'm picturing oh your boys still know them. Like, you know, yeah. you still hear about them. Oh, I would yeah. imagine, right? Of course. Which of has got to be another yeah. layer of just. Oddness yeah. at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so given all that, yeah. like, you know, if we stop taping now, I think people would be like, oh, that's the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you're, yeah, you, you sit here and you are whole and you yeah. are a, um, a happy, inspiring person. Yeah. How did this happen? How, from, 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 how does the phoenix rise from those phoenix ashes? And that, ashes? That is a great word. I mean, I do, feel like, I do feel like I was, I rose from the ashes. I did, because I feel like I was a, a pile of ashes. Yeah. Um, how many years ago that was? 16 years ago. Um, well, a couple. Okay, a couple things. So yeah. um, I, I think I was, well, I know I was blessed, but I mean, part of me, somehow I just, I knew I needed to to make this better somehow for my mm-hmm. life. So I, uh, I, I knew I, I, I immediately said to myself, um, I, I need, I need a positive focus. I need, I need to do something to make, I need to better. shift somehow. To my shift. mindset can't just be this. I need to shift. I mean, that old, you know, definition of insanity and doing the same things and expecting, expecting different results. Like, you know, I knew I couldn't just continue to live the same life. Right. Well, cause I wasn't married anymore, but I right. couldn't continue to sit home on whatever, popcorn nights, Friday nights with my kids or whatever, you know, things needed to change. Yeah. Um, and before I even get into that, I, I, I have to give, I have to give some credit to my, my father who he raised us in very much of a pull yourself up by your bootstraps, tough love kind of an upbringing. Uh-huh. And I'm just sharing that as a point too, because to, to those with younger kids, like you do your kids no favors when you give them a life that's just completely that you do everything for them and they have no hardships and they never have to lift a finger and so forth. Because I'll tell you what, it was the greatest gift when, when tragedy struck that I, I was raised pretty tough, Yeah, you know? Um, and that was a big, that was a big help getting me through my divorce. And, no you know, small note there, right? Yeah, I mean, no, you know, let, let your kids struggle yeah, a little bit let, to so find this, their way. This is my favorite dad story. So, yeah. um, 
we had to come up with every year $2,000 to give my dad for college. And back in 1980, that was a lot of money. You pretty much had worked your entire summer to come up with 2000 You had to work pretty hard to come up with $2,000. It's hard for kids to make $2,000 in the summer now. Well, Sergeant Dad made us come up with $2,000, no matter come hell or high water. And at the time, we, were, we, all, we all had to go to Miami University in Ohio, which is a great school because we were in Ohio. And I think at the time, it cost $4,000 a year. So we were coming up with half our college. So, okay. So one year, and I, so I was a lifeguard for years, and then I got to be a pool manager one year. and um, But I was still a clock-in, you know, punch card kind of a thing. And it had been an incredibly rainy summer. And um, it came, I don't know, it got to be, you know, end of June. And I came up to my dad, and I said, Dad, you know, that they keep closing the pool. So, you know, I haven't gotten in my hours and, you know. Not going to have not the two grand. And he said, well, you don't have the $2,000, you're not going back to school. Simple as that. So the sun came out and uh, I worked at that pool from 9 to 5 and I put on my brown polyester pizza hut uniform and I right worked until 2 in the morning every day to the end of that summer. Is that right? $2,000, yeah. And you made your two grand. I made my two and I was so pissed at him, hated him. God, I hated him, but I, that's... Reflect back on, though. How do you feel about that now? Well, it, it was, it was again, it was some good, tough, tough love, tough yeah, living. Yeah, no kidding, you know? right? And I did. I, I, I changed it. I worked at a country club, you know. That's where I was a pool manager, and I would go up into the country club locker room and put on that Pizza Hut uniform. And he, he gave you space to feel good then, right? To feel like you accomplished something instead yeah. of saying... That's okay, Jen. I'll yeah. cover it for you. Right, yeah, it's okay. Right, yeah, yeah. So Which, anyway, so that before I get into my story, that I do, Dad gets a little credit for you know um, raising me to be strong. Even though that summer you were mad oh, at him, I hated him, right? You hated oh, him. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, parents so my out there, my girlfriends are going out at night and stuff. I'm at Pizza Hut, you know, serving greasy pan pizzas. But uh, good lesson, really yeah, good lesson. Yeah. So that's and a little lesson out there, world. Yep. You know, parents of younger children, you do not do yourself your kids any favor when you. Overparent and, and and don't let them fail and don't let them struggle. Rewind the, the last 30 seconds yeah. and listen to it a couple of times, yeah. guys. That's yeah. no small <laughs> yeah. parenting so I'll, lesson. I'll start with that, but um, something in me said you, you, you need to you need to um, you, you need a positive focus. So mm-hmm. I um, came across the YMCA here in Lagrange, and there was a, a they had a program book at the time, and I came across this book, and it was a um, intro to triathlon training. And I, I just, I looked at it and I just said, that's what I'm going to do. That's my positive focus. I'm going to do this intro to triathlon training. So I signed up for this program at the Y. Um, and it was just training us to do like a sprint triathlon, which is the smallest distance. Right. Um, is this something you had been no, familiar with in no, any way I swam, in the past? No, I swam two years in, in high school. So I did, I did have a couple of years. I had swimming. Okay. okay. But I'd never run in my life. And I, outside of my, you know. Did you consider yourself an athlete? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. all right. So you no, decide I, you're going to do... I swam a couple years in high school. I was a very average swimmer. I was by no means an athlete. And, and as a matter of fact, running, I had never run. And I remember I used to say, God did not make me to run. It hurts too much. I hate it. Like, I was never meant to be a runner. Okay. So This I, is going to be interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> I signed up for this... Um, intro to triathlon intro, training. Intro to triathlon training. So we met at the Y, and we'd swim in the pool, you know, what I, one day a week, and we'd get on the spin bikes when the spin bike room was closed. We'd just, you know, in, the, in Jim Cordack, the coach would coach us through bike technique and then we'd we'd all get on the treadmills and so on and so forth so um so i started you know doing this little tri training and then i I do my first triathlon and i was like wow that was fun and i did another triathlon and um and in the meantime of course i met some you know fun people during this tri training group and so forth and i did another one and and you know and i did an olympic distance and i remember like looking at the results one time when when you look at um triathlon results it ranks you by by your 
disciplines by swimming, biking, running. And I was like, well, that's weird. Look, my swimming, like I'm, I'm, or my running rather, it would have me like a, my highest ranking was in my running. Right. And then my next ranking was in swimming and then biking. Whatever. And I was like, well, that's weird. I'm not a runner, you know? And the next thing I started doing some five Ks cause the running part was kind of fun. And, um, the next thing I know, I run, I'm doing my first marathon. So I run my first marathon. I do, I do, I do well. Um, I run my second marathon and I qualify for the Boston marathon on my second marathon. So all of a sudden I was like, oh, I guess I'm, I guess I am a runner, you know? At some so, point you had to kind of accept yeah, the designation. Point, yeah, yeah. You, you qualified for Boston after two yeah, on marathons? Yeah, on my second marathon. And this is, and I didn't start into my thirties. I had never run, never run in high school. And like I said, I didn't even consider myself a runner, you know? Yeah. You know, I work with so many adults who don't consider themselves athletes and can't imagine the idea of yeah. it. Um, do you think anybody can be? Anybody can be. Anybody. I tell that to everybody. Everybody. And then, and even the marathon piece. Uh, you know, Oprah ran the marathon, you know, um, and she was heavier then than she is now on her weight loss and her Weight Watchers. And right, right, right. But uh, here's my, this is what I tell people. If you can, if your body can run one mile, and not everyone can, because no people that have disabilities or, or, or bad sure. knees or bad whatever. But if you're relatively healthy, if your if your body can run a mile, then it can run two miles, and if it can run two, then it can run three, and so on and so on and so forth. You know, and if it can run twelve, then it can run thirteen, and then by the time, and it just works that it just works that way. It's so it's such a mental. It's such did, a mental did, game. This is the, this is a fun part of your story. I yeah. love this. I love this shift. Yeah. Um, I, I'm. Curious as to why that caught your attention, as opposed to, you know, some some other interest or vocation. You know, like I'm going to learn to play yeah. the the viola. You know, like why do you think that grabbed you? Intro to triathlon training. Oh. I mean, I think some people would be like, oh, that's terribly intimidating. Yeah. In no way. Or God, it's a good question. Maybe because it was so kind of out there for me. Yeah. You know, like I was, like I said, I was very um, acutely aware of this. You need to do some new things here. Like yeah. You need, you need to, I don't know why, like I'll, whether spirit guided me or whatever, like you need to do different things. You got to really step out. Like I just intuitively knew that for my life to get better, I had to make some, I had to do some things really differently, really differently. Again, I was 31 years old. I was in Mayberry here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's not exaggerating. Yeah. This town is Mayberry, <laughs> man. <laughs> and I just the police blotter is unimpressive here in Lagrange. <laughs> um, so I just, I just knew. I don't know. I just knew I needed something really kind of drastic, not not like a little thing. And when that was kind of a big. Like I looked at it and I knew that was gonna. That was like a big thing to say. Yeah. I'm going to do that. You know, when I, um, I, I just want to float this theory by you and see if you endorse it in any way. If I'm sitting across from somebody, it happens pretty frequently uh, in my office, in my practice, and they're stuck in their lives. They just don't know what to do. I yeah. don't, I'm not happy in my life, in my marriage, in my, in my family, in my job, in my whatever. Um, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what the first move is, what yeah. the next right thing is yeah. to do. I usually encourage them to give some gift to their body, like move. Yeah. let's move, How you know, like it? that you can yes. do, right? Yes. I mean, it, it, am I, am I on the right track? You are so on there. As a matter right. of fact, the swimming part was, I mean, the whole thing was my therapy. It, it and, and, and actually I should have seen somebody like you, a real therapist, but it was my therapy. And I tell people that when I would swim, I would literally be pounding the water, punching it. Now, I'm not like punching fists as, you know, freestyle swimming, 
punching my fist in water and, and having to drain my goggles every 50 from the tears. Is that right? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, crying and So punching. catharsis. This was Cathartic. therapy. Cathartic. Yes. I would punch. I, my, my strokes would be a punch into the water, and I would literally have to, to clear out the goggles. Wow. It was great because I was in the water, and people couldn't tell I was crying. Yeah. I was with... Because my story goes, uh, I've got a little more how the story goes of the, uh, what, what that signing up for that triathlon turned into. Sure. Um, but pounding the water and, 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 you know, emptying these goggles. Um, why, do you think, why do you think the swimming brought that out in you? Well, I think, I think, wa- <laughs> I think water. I think water is just healing. I really do. I think just this, it's, um, I love water. I think it's magical. But I think there's something about just like when you're, when you're in water, it's almost like you're being hugged or something, you know, yeah, it's yeah, surrounding yeah. you. And yes, um, yes, yes. And I don't know. It was great. I mean, it was in, it was great therapy. Honestly. It's healing, it's isn't it? Healing. Water. Why water is healing. Yeah. Just, just period. I believe that. And so I think the combination of moving in healing waters and processing, I mean, to this day, it's, I do my best thinking when I swim. I love it. Cause I, I, I to me, I'm, I'm, I've got a little ADD if you notice, but right. I, um, the, the water, that swooshing sound on my ears, it's like that white noise. I love it. I just love it. Like I just, it's my best thinking time when I'm swimming. So I, I've never done this before on this podcast, but this is a little program note. This gets more fun. So <laughs> <laughs> you're going to want to hear this next part. <laughs> so what happens after the triathlon? Wait, which, where are you going? I'm, I'm just thinking about where you are okay. now. Okay, well, so, <laughs> so okay, so then okay, so as I'm doing the 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 the, the swimming and biking, running, I, I just, um, I'm enjoying the swimming part too. So, a, 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 someone I knew said, Jen, you should you should join the masters swim team at the Y. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, masters? I'm not a master of anything. And she's like, no, masters is um, it's it just means for people. It's basically old people, really. I mean, technically, right. anyone over like 25 technically but it, it, it's a range of i would say masters generally is probably 30 to to 60 is probably the masters group you know an impressive title nonetheless you know so um and again this is such a moment john in my life i can remember it so i joined the masters swim team and the first meeting was on whatever day they swam from eight thirty to 10 tuesday thursday night right so that's a long time well, to be in the water, right? Well, it's late. Yeah. God. I used to get a babysitter that would come um, so I could go do my workout. So at any rate, but I was showing up for the very first day, and I can remember this moment so vivid. I can feel it. So I'm 32 or whatever, which now, God, I'd kill to be 32. It feels young. But at the time, it didn't. I felt old, and I hadn't put in a, a Speedo swimsuit on since I was in high school. Right. And we walk on deck, and we're asked to sit against the wall while the coaches kind of told us what was to expect. And I can to this day feel those cold tiles on my back. You know, I'm in my Speedo swimsuit. I got the emblazoned D on my forehead, the big divorce yes, there. Right. And I can feel those cold tiles. And it was just like, it was a moment. Like I was so raw in that moment, you know, in my Speedo, divorced, single mom, haven't swam since I was 15. Vulnerable, exposed, yeah. And I'm just signed on to be in the Masters. Right. (laughs) But that was such a moment of putting myself out there. Yeah. So big time. And I didn't know anyone. I I mean, someone said you should join, but I didn't know a soul on the team. So, I mean, here I am, like, joining this swim team of complete strangers. What guts. What a true leap of faith in yourself, right? Leap of total faith. And, And the old stepping out and doing something dramatically different to, to change your life, you know? The vibe in here 
by the way, in the last few minutes is changed completely, yeah. right? Because yeah. this is an exhilarating yeah. thought, yeah. right? That you're up against that wall yeah. and you're, you haven't even stepped. You've, you're, no. you're not wet yet, yeah. right? You're not in the water. Yeah. Oh. oh, so I mean, I can, I honestly can feel those cold tiles. You know, it was, it was such a, such a rawness. So anyway, vivid image. So, yeah. um, so I start, so I start swimming on this swim team, and um, and while I'm swimming, I start, I started the running part, and I had, 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 uh, and and by the way, every, so we would swim Tuesday, Thursday nights. And my God bless this one family, um, the Fallons of Lagrange. I have these kids that all babysat me the craziest times. They babysit me Tuesday, Thursday nights while I would swim. And then for uh, Saturday mornings, we practice at 7 a.m. My God bless these high school kids would come at 6.30 in the morning on wow. a Saturday morning to babysit my kids so I could go do master swim team. And then we all went out to Blueberry Hill after. That is Sorry. above and beyond the call. And I will tell you, God, I think back, I'm like, no way would you know, my, my high school boys <laughs> on a Saturday morning, but they did. They were so awesome. But we would all go to Blueberry Hill afterwards, and I will tell Which you. Which is a pancake house here, pancake right? Pancake house, yeah. yeah. That was often my my only social outing of the week. Wow. I mean, that was it. So, I mean, it sounds pathetic, but, you know, the pancake house on Saturday morning. That did it for you. That oh, was, you needed it. But it was, it was. That was my social hour. And, I mean, I, honestly, that was often, that was it. So, so um, I had qualified for the Boston Marathon. I had run the Chicago Marathon. And, and so it was the following Saturday. We're all at Blueberry Hill, and we're sitting at the table. And I said, um, oh, my, you know, they're like, congratulations. I heard you qualify for the Boston. I'm like, yeah. I said, oh, my God. But now I've got to train, like, through the winter. Boston, the Boston Marathon's in April, which forces you to run January and February right. and March. And, you know, you've got to run 20-mile runs. And I said, oh, God, I got, now I've got to run this marathon. And I don't know. I don't have a training partner. This is, this is a couple of years later at this point now. So this one guy goes, I'll be your training partner. And I said, oh, you will, huh? And he said, yeah. I go, all the way to 20? And he said, all the way to 20. I go, you're on, you know? So this guy, I had, we had, I had started doing a lot of 5Ks and so forth. And um, he, I had seen him running and so forth. And um, so we started training together. Um, and this, we started doing all of our long runs. And then our long runs started turning into a couple, have lunch after and then have dinner afterwards. And the long story goes is this, this guy that decided to be my running partner at the, to help me train for the Boston Marathon. I ended up marrying and being my husband of today. Oh, my God. Yeah. I never heard that yeah. story. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and then, and then too, I'll be here. And we were just, I had hardly, I hardly even knew who he was. And um, anyway, so that that is one big happy Part, Smart man. That's the, the uh, that's the best long game pickup yeah. line I've ever heard. Yeah. I'll train yeah. with I'll, you I'll all be the way to twenty. Yeah. yeah. So it's such, such a, it is. It's such a cute story because I remember like we you know we just run and then we'd go our separate ways and then he's like oh, I'm starving. I want to get some lunch and yeah and then and then one time he said do you want to get dinner later and I said okay and then I'll I'll just never forget it. I, I walked into the restaurant. And he stood up and then I called my girlfriend later. I'm like. He stood up when I walked in. <laughs> I'm on a you date. She's like, she's like, you're dating this guy. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, we're just friends. So, um, If I had your husband here and I asked him, did you plan that uh, right. th- th- from day one? Would, yeah. would he say, no, I had yeah. no idea? Or would he say, no, I, I had my yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think he may. <laughs> so um, so I, I, so I just kind of want to continue. Beyond, Please. I ended up marrying... John, you know, from this whole experience that started with me looking at this triathlon training group. But, you know, there's just a lot of other things. Like, And, and, then, it, and then I became just really involved in the why, um, you know, through this triathlon training group and then through the master swim team that then a girlfriend of mine said, um, we'd love to have you on the board of directors, you know. So I ended up joining the YMCA Richport 
board of directors because wow. of this. And then I was I sat on that board for 10 years and just amazing people and amazing experience. Um, and then I just love that why so much. And I was still so passionate about how divorce and helping people. I actually created my very own divorce support group. Um, and it was, I, like I said, I was looking through my folders last night and I was like, wow, I forgot about this and created this really amazing d- divorce support group that I ran for probably six years. Um, and it was like a seven week course and we covered everything from, um, letting go to single parenting to forgiveness. Um, and that is again, another, um, I guess, tip or hint that giving back and helping somebody else. I mean, this was, I probably started that maybe a a year or two after the, after, after the divorce, but that helping other people is such a, God, is that a way to help yourself? Is that right? I was going to ask you like, why put yourself through even thinking about Well, because I was so compassionate. This old, it's a shame going back to that. I was like, Oh my God. I I said to myself, once I get healthy enough to be able to help people, I am going to help people. You know, and and you took this seriously, like so. So Jen has work in front of her <laughs> right now, you guys, and, and part of it is the program yeah. that she put together, which is it has outlines of each of these topics yeah. for these divorce yeah. divorcing people, yeah. right? That you yeah. you really you weren't messing around here. Yeah. This wasn't no, just was let's serious. sit together no. and talk. You were like, we're on point. We're yep. on topic here. Yeah, we're on forgiveness. Yeah, the we're F on word. forgiveness. At the F word, by the way. So I, I, the so F word. I actually <laughs> have to back up that. Um, so prior to that, I and again, another tip, I did actually go through, a, and I highly recommend getting help. Um, I went through a divorce support group, and there was this phenomenal one at the Christ Church of Oakbrook here in Oakbrook, Illinois. But I remember I went through the first time, and when they got to the F word, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I, I literally, I could not... I couldn't. I couldn't be there in that forgiveness place, you know. Given the first half hour of our talk, yeah. I can understand yeah. why that's not. Right. That doesn't come no. organically. I went through it a second time, and I, I, I still couldn't. And then it, I actually went through it on the third time. I actually ended up being um, an assistant in the group, you know. Um, uh-huh. And so that kind of that that's kind of where I'm going to kind of lend itself to. You know, I'm going to do this because a lot of people are very intimidated by the Christchurch. There was like. 300 people that would go through this, which is insane. Like you can't even wow. imagine. So, and I know a lot of people wouldn't do that because it was so big. So that was part of why I decided to create my group. I wanted it to be a small, intimate group. We usually had about 10 people. Yeah. Um, but I ran it for like five or six years. So that was, um, you know, again, this, this all just, I, what I'm, where I'm trying to go with this story, what I'm sharing is that this, this came out of like, I'm going to do this triathlon training group, which that lend itself to, I started running and then I realized I was a really good runner and I called for the Boston Marathon and then I ended up swimming and then I met my husband and then I got on the board of directors and then I created this divorce support group and all of these things all came out of this one decision to say, I need to do something different. Ugh. You know, it's, it's kind of cool, you know? So decide for, uh, to, to divorcing people, or yeah. decide that for yourself at some yeah, point, right? You like let yourself grieve maybe. Let yourself grieve. God, by all means, give yeah. yourself that time. But then at some point you got to go, Okay. I, I need to change my life and, yeah. and for the better. And, and, and how can I do that? You yeah. know? Um, and take that. And, and that first step will inevitably lead to the next yeah. step. Right. And, yeah. and, and yeah. who so knows thought, where that step's so, going to So lead, my story right? keeps going. So then I, yes. you know, so then I started, you know, this, and it's just, it's just like kind of, it's cool to just, when I think back and I kind of was kind of laying it out, I'm like, wow, you know, um, and I shared with you, you know, so I had created this divorce support group and I actually got written up in the newspapers. And then, um, you know, I, I ended up doing those series of this thing called Parent University, which only like people like John Dr. Duffy are there. And here I am with no degrees whatsoever, yet I was hosting a, a, um, a, a cooperative parenting workshop for 
for people going through divorce. So, um, which was probably amazing because you had been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had compassion. For I them. had compassion, yeah. which is I was. You know, there was a long time that I said that I was going to do this for the rest of my life and um, continue to, to help. And I did run this divorce support group for some time, and um, I still think it's something I'll come back to because I still have tremendous, tremendous compassion for. Yeah, it feels like divorce. it's not done for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so then I. Um, I, uh, you know, af- after the after the race, and then, um, like I said, I got on the board of directors, and then I was kind of like, well, what do I want to do with my life now? Okay, right. so this is, you know, as a couple years have gone by now, um, and uh, I and I had spent about 10, 12 years working downtown in marketing and advertising and so forth, and I'm like, ah, I just want I want something with a little bit more purpose. Uh huh. Um, so I decided, you know, I'm after doing this divorce support group, I'm like, I'm good at, at, at like coaching people. Like, and it was something I never, a gift or gift or whatever, or a talent, whatever the word is, something I thought I was good at. Both. And I realized, you know, cause I got this feedback from this group. It was like, God, you're really, really, really good at this. So I'm like, you know, maybe this is what I'm going to do with my life. You know, maybe I'm going to become a, a coach. So I didn't at the time, I didn't feel like I had the time, resources, energy to go back and become, get like a psychologist degree. But there was this thing called life coaching, which I'm sure people have heard about. So I'm like, sure. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be a life coach and, and I'm going to, I'm going to help coach people through divorce. So I signed up for this like relatively expensive year long program yeah. um, called IPEC to become a, a, a life coach. And I was going to be, be a divorce coach is what I had decided. Um, but as the year went on, um, I just said, no, I'm going to keep doing my divorce support group. Just That's just going to be my volunteer thing. It was always, I wasn't paid for it. It was a pro bono, whatever you want to call it, volunteer. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that as just volunteer. Um, and I came out of the time because I really gained, became very passionate about my whole fitness thing with this triathloning thing. Um, you know, at this point I had run Boston a couple times and several marathons and I went from from sprint triathlon to triathlon to half Ironman. I'm not sure I'd done the Ironman, which I did later, but I'm not sure then. But I was in this midst of, I just was really, really into fitness. And I actually believe the connection between how much fitness, I think I realized the connection between how much fitness helps you mentally, physically, because it really was, I never did see a psychiatrist. And I actually wish I would have in retrospect, psychologist, um, but it, it was my therapy, and I realized the benefits of the th- the thera- therapeutic benefits of exercising, you know? And I have to say, you know, listening to your story and, and thinking of some other ones, uh, I don't know that psychiatry would have done anything for you that, that fitness yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I came, I, midway through this coaching, I'm like, no, I'm going to actually coach around fitness. I'm going to help people, and I'm going to be a coach, you know? Right. Um, so then I came out of the coaching and I thought, well, if I'm going to be a coach, I need to know a little bit more about, about, um, physical well-being. So I then went and got my American council on exercise certification. I'm like, if I got a coach, I need some, you know, credentials here. So then I got my American council on exercise certification. Well then, um, I was, so I started, you know, a practice and I had a personal training business and I was, I was, I was doing, I was doing some coaching and then I also started doing some personal training because now I had my personal training certification. So it seems like a nice dynamic yeah, career. They kinda, seems, yeah. If that were the end point, yeah. that'd be great. Right. And so I was doing a little both. I was coaching people. And then people were like, wow, you're a really good runner. Could you coach me to run a marathon? I'm like, oh, sure. So I started coaching marathoning. And then you're a good triathlete. Can you coach me? So I, did, I was doing coaching. And then I was doing personal training and so forth. Um, so then um, at some point, um, I decided that um, I, I kind of had another shift. And that I love this physical fitness piece. And... Um, 
Oh, I know what it was. I started, so my three kids went to the elementary school here in Mayberry, LaGrange. Right. And they had the program Girls on the Run, right? Everyone's heard of Girls on the Run, um, which is a, well, maybe not, but it's a running program where, where girls are trained to run a 5K. And I'm like, I'm a runner and I have three boys. And I'm like, what the heck? How about for boys? So I went to the principal. I go, can I start a boys on the run program here? You know? And she's like, Absolutely. Is that right? So I start. I started Boys on the Run. So I started. I, I so I started Boys on the Run, and I'm I'm proud to say it is still running to this day. Yeah. So I started my 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 senior. I got a senior in college, and I started when he was in fifth grade. And last year, I think there was like forty boys. That's awesome. So anyway, so my story just keeps going. And then the the, the the purpose of the story is to tell you how what can come out of just making you know one one shift, one decision, like I did. Yeah. So then I was running this program. And I just loved working with these kids. You know. And, and getting them motivated and, and, and using my coaching skills and getting them running and stuff. So I'm like... Must be very gratifying it to was, see yeah. boys out there running, yeah? So I, uh, I'm i like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to become a PE teacher because that would be so gratifying to me, you know? So I... Uh, I started applying and um, I got my transcripts and I'd applied to, I think, three different universities to go back to school. So in the meantime... In the midst of I'm going to go back to school, I was training for a marathon. Mm-hmm. And I tell people it was the most important marathon of my life. It was, um, in t- this is now in 2010. Okay. And um, it was, so it was the 10, 10, 10 marathon. And my entire family decided to run this marathon, all five siblings. And we are spread from literally California to Maine. And everyone was wow. coming in. Yeah, we're spread all the way across the country. Um, everyone was coming in and we decided, the reason we decided to run this marathon is my nephew, Ben, was diagnosed with juvenile diabetes at like 18 months. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. So we decided to be a charity team and raise money for juvenile diabetes research. Okay. So everyone's coming in, which never happens. No one's ever all come to Chicago. Um, I'm kind of like team captain, whatever we have, we, we are, we're, we're team 10, 10, 10 for Ben, you know, we've cool. raised, we've raised $10,000, you know? So it's like, I am like, I, it's like the greatest, you know, can't wait for the thing. So six weeks before this marathon, and we've already raised $10,000 and it's, you know, getting close. I tear my calf muscle training. Wow. And it was an an injury where in that second I knew I was out. I was out. I started crying. I knew it. I I mean, it was such a bad, I heard it. I felt it hopping on one foot. I am, I'm bad, right? Yep. Yep. Go to a doctor. Says you, you have to just let it heal. You know, no, it's not going to happen. Nothing. No running. And I'm like, what do you, I can't, I have to run because I have to run this marathon, you know? Right. Run though. So I'm, I'm going to run. So yeah, you're going to run. <laughs> no, or, you're told by a doctor you or, cannot do it. But, or I'm going to walk on my hands. I don't know, but I'm going to do this marathon somehow. So well, I remember thinking, I've got to be able to do this marathon seriously. So I start researching, like, how do you stay in running shape if you can't run? And uh, I came across, across these articles on, on, on aqua jogging and deep water running. And I, I, I read every article I could because some were saying you can stay in shape with this and so then I came across this one article in particular, then it said um, how to stay in shape, um, you know, deep water running. And, it, and I looked at it, and I, it had the plan laid out, and it would tell you how long you were running in the water. And it, wasn't, it was a, a nine-week plan. It was nine weeks to recover from an injury or something like that. And I could look at how long you were in the water. Like the longest was like an hour so, whatever. So it was an hour in the, running in the water. So anyway, I contact the author of this of this article because i'm so intrigued i'm so desperate to think maybe this is my answer ding 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 i can actually because it's saying you can't i can actually like stay Stay in shape shape and and run run a marathon yep without actually running on pavement yeah so i um i emailed the author and i said god i wish i could talk to you i said because 
I only have six weeks. I need to run a marathon, you know? So the guy ends up um, emailing back with Jennifer, I'll call you tomorrow. So, and he's this like elite, elite runner from Colorado. I was like, oh my God, he's calling me. <laughs> so I, I can picture, again, I can picture, I'm on my front porch and I'm, I'm on my screen in front porch and he calls me and he says, all right, Jennifer, put this much money in my PayPal and I guarantee you I'm going to get you to this marathon in the water. I said, all righty. So I paid him and he sent me these weekly schedules and I would run in the water for, from anywhere from a half hour to three hours. He's like, you're doing your 20 mile run. I did my 20 miler in the pool, right? So you ran a three hour run, three hour run, 20 miles, 20 miles. And, and I won't get into the the logistics, but you have to keep your heart rate at the same rate as if you're on land. So for, you know, for three hours, I get my heart rate at 140 running in the water. So anyway, so I said to myself as, as, as the marathon is nearing, I go, so help me God, if you can not only stay in running shape, but marathon running shape and not run on land for six weeks, I didn't run on land for six weeks. This is, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Okay, no, mind you, I was going to go back to school, become a teacher. Right, right. I won't, long story short. Things, things are shape-shifting yeah, right. a little. So I'm yeah. running this marathon. I'm hitting mile 20. I'm waiting to hit that wall. Like, here it comes. I'm going to blow up because I haven't run in six weeks. Well, I run the marathon. No problem. I mean, no problem. And if it weren't for the fact that it was 85 degrees that day, I might have had my best time ever. No problem. No problem. Nah, None. Awesome. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. So, so this water so, running thing yeah, somehow water running thing, Yeah. Okay. So I, God, I call my coach back and I go, you know, oh my God, I finished it and I'm on top of the world. And how do I become certified? And he says, Jennifer, there's no certifications in the United States of America. You got to go to Australia or you got to go to Canada. So I found some cert in Canada. I made two trips to Canada, came back to, to the States and, and, and uh, went to my local health club and said, hey, could I start this? Uh, can I start a water running class? And they said, sure. So I, I gave some thought to what I learned in Canada. And I put together, well, what, because I learned a technique there on how to like coach or teach it. I'm like, well, how could I create a class out of this? What would a program look like? So right. uh, back up, I actually was working individually with athletes. I came back and started working with athletes and helping athletes that were injured in big races. And I was fulfilling my dream and so forth. But little by little people were like, what are you doing? That looks like fun. I want to do that. Well, you know, you know, could you, could you create a class so that more people could do it? So I thought, what would a class look like? So I ended up creating a, a, a class, um, and I started it at the local park district. And it very quickly started becoming really popular, and people, um, I, I needed to add a second class and a third class. And then I'm like, well, this is kind of cool. I should, I should brand this. And I, and I ended up... And this had never, in the United States, this had not been done before, no, correct? No, there was no, there, no, no, there was no certification. There was no program. Um, I ended up coming up with a name with it, because all of a sudden it started becoming really popular. I've got all these classes. Uh, came up with a name my husband did actually called Fluid Running. So we we branded our company called Fluid Running. Um, and so my classes start growing and um, more and more people are wanting this class called Fluid Running. And then I had people come up and say, God, I wish I could teach this. Um, and I'm like, well, there is no certification in the United States. So gosh, I think I'll create a certification. So I spent weeks at the library creating a certified deep water running certification called fluid running. Um, got it approved by the American Council on Exercise and, the, um, and then started training instructors to then teach this program called fluid running. Okay. And we've had people come in. I actually had someone come in from Alaska to get certified in fluid running. And Is we, that right? We, yeah. We have, we, have, we have people in California and Colorado and in, in Oregon and in several places now here in um, the Illinois area. Um, and it just keeps growing. Um, and again, and so it, it, this, the moral of the story, what I'm trying that all, all of this, and now this is my life and this is my business and it's so exciting and it's so much fun. And, 
it got named in men's journals, one of the top 20 best workouts in America last year. And Crane Chicago Business did an article. And then um, people and say it, it is fun and it's dynamic, fun and, dynamic and, they get and they get in great it's shape. The best workout ever. Yes. Yeah. So it's a deep water running um, uh, class program. Um, and, and so now my, now my life today is um, amazing. Um, I, my, I've got these three amazing grown boys, and I've got this amazing husband who I've been married to. And I have this amazing company called Fluid Running that um, fills my life. And um, I've got great friends, and I've got a great job, and my life is awesome. So and life can be awesome. Life can be awesome. Yeah. And, and honestly, when I go back to 2000, 1999, 2000, it was two, two hellish years. I mean, it was a dark tunnel that I lived in for two years. And it's, I'd never want to do that again. But honestly, I'd actually do it all again to have the life I have now. Wow. I mean, it, I'm such a different person because of what, what I went through, the growth that I went through. I'm, I'm so much, I don't say better. I mean, I'm so much stronger. I have so much more confidence. I, I'm like living such a fulfilling life that I think had I, had I just stayed in that marriage, I, I don't think any of this would be in my life. It's you know? amazing. Um, yeah. So, so I'm thinking. I, sometimes I like to think like a yeah. listener, and and somebody listening might be thinking, mm, "This Jen, she's she's got something special. She's big. Yeah. She's got this drive. She's willing to take these risks and do these things that have never been done before." I don't know if I have that in me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think something more ordinary. Yeah. Do you, would you argue um, that people should not put impose unnecessary limits on themselves? Do you think people should dream big? Yeah, dream big, you know. But even, I mean, even little little things can can make a big difference too. But yeah, I think if you want to radically change your life, you might have to do something a little radical. Well, when know? I think about the arc of your story yeah. since two thousand yeah. or so, yeah. it feels like. Um, Movement. movement. It feels like it feels yeah. progressive oh, year to year yeah. to year to year. Yeah, and and um, and and sometimes I I always love it when we don't know the end of our stories. Yeah. So I would guess if I asked you, do you know what's next? No. Oh my god, <laughs> the story is so not over yet. That right. I know for sure. And it kind of keeps you young, yeah. right? Not yep. not knowing what's next. Yeah. Well, you know your your spirit is. Big. And I don't know if that's just you. I don't know if that's an artifact. I don't know if I, if I had interviewed you 15, 20 no, years ago. No, I don't ago. think, no. It's definitely from all of this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I would, I, I think it'd been kind of boring if yeah. you talked to me, you know? Wow. 15 years ago. And for those that think, oh, she's so special. No, I gotta be honest, with you, I was pretty much like a very average, average student. I, You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, I gotta be honest with you, this fluid running is the first thing in my life that I really feel like. I'm really proud of that. I did really, really, really well, you know? So it's not like I was some, you know, kid that had it all. And I mean, a very average family with a tough dad, you know, very kind of middle-class upbringing, average student ever, average, it's not an average. Well, it's kind of, what's, what's always amazed me about you is it does feel like you've created an extraordinary life for yourself. Yeah. Right. You really have, you have an extraordinary marriage. You have three Boys who are, if we had time, we could talk about how extraordinary <laughs> oh, they are, right? You. And, and yeah. they're different from each other, yeah. and yet they're all kind of amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, and that's 
that's no accident, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, and you, yeah, you've done extraordinary things, yeah. and you're you're helping people fulfill dreams. Yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's really so, fun. It's so rewarding. God, I'll tell you, it's I can so tell. Rewarding. Well, I I so appreciate you coming in and sitting down with me because you you inspire me. You have <laughs> since the day I met you. I you know, and so. Thank you, and um, and you are welcome in here to to inspire more anytime. Oh, okay. I also appreciate how generous you are with your story. Um, I know it hasn't been easy to mm-hmm. tell, but no. um, I know that people out there will appreciate it. So thank yeah, you for yeah, that you're as well. Welcome. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, all right, guys, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, LiveLeadPlay.com, which is affiliated with IPEC Coaching, which Jen was talking about, and WGN Plus, which is affiliated with WGN Radio. Um, If you have thoughts, ideas, questions, comments, or you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, you can write me at Duffy at DrJohnDuffy.com. Um, at that website, you will find a free parenting program. If you are a parent, um, you can check it out. It's fun. It's not boring. Um, and you'll feel like a better parent on the back end of it. Just five quick videos. Um, again, I do not take your time for granted. And um, I think this has been a fun hour. Jen, I thank you again. My pleasure. I'll yeah. talk to you all next time, folks. Thanks again. <laughs>